doing this morning? Right? So with this, uh, raise your hands. Who was here last night? Amen, right? Amen. What a, what a powerful time in the Word of God that was, right? Breaking up and removing those rocks in our lives and bringing in the Word of God, right? I hope that you have your coffee this morning and you're all charged up. I know I only got like two or three hours of sleep, so if I get up here and I just start dancing or something, it's just because I'm a little bit delusional. You can join me. You can laugh at me. When, when people laugh, I feel um, like family. I feel comfortable. So you can laugh all you want. Um, but wow, what a great weekend it has been just um, studying the backdrop of, of Mark 4 and the different soils, right? You know, I want to live my life constantly repenting of, of hardness of heart so that Satan stops eating those seeds of truth that the Lord has for me, all right? I want, to, I want to break up and get rid of those rocks in my heart so that, so that those seeds of truth can get past that affliction and that persecution that comes, all right? I want, to, I want to pick out those thorns in my heart so that I can have the full fruit of God the full fruit, that I can bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 full. I don't know about you guys, but, but I love to grow. I want what God has for me, and I am not satisfied where I am now. I want to look at my life a year from now and see that I have changed and not even recognize the person that I am today, this point next year, right? Amen? All right. So just an intro about me, just before I begin. Um, I'm currently the uh, director of Living Light, the local mission arm of Established Footsteps, where we go into the jails and the strip clubs, and we just shine the light of Jesus to men and women that are hurting, right? I um, have been in the Air Force for the last six years now, was in, uh, yeah, go Air Force, right? Go Air Force. Um, I, I was in active duty for just over four years, and I've been in the reserves now for, for just about two. Um, I deployed to both Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, both in the military and just life in general. You know, I have just seen the glory of God, right? I've seen signs and wonders and miracles. I've seen people come to know Jesus for the first time. Yet at the same time, I've also just seen incredible, incredible darkness. I've seen men and women cheat on their spouses. I've seen marriages crumble. I've seen men and women crumble to the pressures of this world. And I, I've been in a few environments where literally the only truth that I could recognize was this and my personal relationship with Christ, where it was so dark that, that all I could dig into was this word of God. Now, I returned back from Afghanistan just over a year and a half ago, and three months later, I married the love of my life, Nathaniel Miller. <laughs> yeah, so he's not here today, but man, you know, what a, what a man of good soil. What a man that has challenged me in his humility and his courage and his calling for evangelism. Man, I, you know, I, I, my life changed the day that, that we got married, and we just live our lives with constantly distributing seeds out to everywhere we go, because that's just how he lives his life, and I follow him um, as he leads me in that. Now, I've been serving in Living Light now for the last three years, and I've been leading Living Light for about a year and a half, 
Um, it was quite an interesting transition, you know, going from full-time active duty to full-time ministry, you know, being around, you know, men like Marvin with their axes and want to, you know, go fight war, right? To, to women in, that wear pink and, and heels, you know, right? So, so God grew me in that area, right? You know, it's funny, I even had a fear of women, like the beginning of time in ministry, no one really need that, but I've grown in that, right? And I love the living light women. Man, you know, to go from serving in the physical military to being surrounded by men and women of Christ and women that are warriors that know how to pray and know how to dig into this Bible and know truth. Wow, like what an incredible experience, right? So this picture here is just a few of our Living Light ladies at a Bible study last year. Don't they look good? Yeah, man. Now, next slide. So the bottom picture here is, is our current cherished team, uh, the, uh, the team that goes into strip clubs once a month. Um, our team is just growing more and more. We have a lot of new faces all the time. The top left picture is just a few of our jail friends and building bridges with books uh, team members. We need to take new pictures because we have so many new people, and so you've been preparing for this. I'm like, man, we need to take some, some new pictures just to show the things that God is doing in living light. It's, it's incredible, right? He's, he's bringing in the harvest, and he's bringing in his laborers, and he's doing what he does, right? Advancing his kingdom. So this morning, just leading into my message, I want to share with you some things that I believe. So I believe that God has called us to go, all, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I believe that God has given us the authority to cast down demons. That through Jesus Christ, we have the authority to cast down demons of fear, of pride, of shame, of sexual perversion, of violence, and idolatry. God has given us the authority to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover, right? God has called us to make disciples of all nations, right? I believe that, that God is the grand sower, right? He's the grand sower, and he has seeds of truth that he wants to sow into our hearts that will grow and bear fruit. Not just for us, though that's a big part of it, right? But he wants to sow seeds in our hearts so that we can grow fruit and we can distribute seeds and fruit to all of those around us so that we can sow seeds into our husbands, so that we can sow seeds into our children, so that we can sow seeds into our neighbors, to our coworkers, to our friends, to our enemies, to women in strip clubs, to women in dancers, women, women in jails, to, to men in the government, to men and women in our education system, our law enforcement, our business place, right? Our sphere of influence, the Lord has seed that he wants to sow in our hearts so that we can sow into the seeds of others and advance the kingdom of God. Now I know that evil exists in the world, right? This image here shows you uh, the potential human trafficking cases all across the United States. This image was put together by an organization called Polaris, they do phenomenal work in both research and fighting human trafficking. 
If you're more interested, you can Google uh, Polaris or talk to me afterwards. Today, I, I'm not specifically going to talk about human trafficking. Frankly, I really don't like talking about evil unless it's for a purpose, right? And so my purpose for talking about evil today is to say, hey, church, rise up. Hey, church, we're the light. Hey, church, where darkness, where light is, darkness cannot exist, right? So if you were to zone in on this map and you looked in Hampton Roads, you would see that there is a large highlighted area, right? Because human trafficking exists right here in Hampton Roads. Now, if you added all the strip clubs and you added all the jails and you added your neighbor that doesn't know Jesus, if you added the men that are stuck in pornography, if you added your friends, your coworkers that are covered in shackles and chains and covered in darkness, this map would be overwhelming. Absolutely overwhelming, right? And, and for one person, that, that's a lot to take on. But God is bigger, right? And he's called the church in unity together to rise up. And so when we cultivate the soil of our hearts, and when we link arms together, we'll cast out darkness. We'll cast out darkness. Now, leading up to this message, the Lord just really has stirred my heart for intercession like I never have before. And you know, mainly in preparation, I, I was talking about distributing seeds for our local area, you know, where we reach. But God really stirred in my heart that, that I can distribute seeds way further than even my local area. So leading up to this weekend, I've been calling out to the Lord, oh God, rain down truth in Afghanistan. Oh God, rain down truth in Iraq. Oh God, rain down truth in North Korea. Oh God, reach the truth, bring your truth in Baltimore. Oh God, bring your truth and conviction to the men of ISIS. Oh God, bring your conviction to the men of Boko Haram who are kidnapping women. God, rain down truth, not just in Hampton Roads, not just in our nation, but our world, right? Because the Bible says that we are heirs of God, heirs with Jesus. Right, so when we walk into the authority that God has called us to walk in, we partner with him, we pray, and our world changes, right? That's a fact. That's a fact. Why? Because that's what this says. So let's just start off with praying. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord, for the work that you are doing here in the people in these seats. God, I thank you for their influence, Lord, for the men and women that they come into contact with every day. And Lord, I pray that you would stir up the soil in their hearts to receive the truth that you have so that they can bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Lord, so that the Hampton Roads can be changed, so that, that our nation will return to you. God, so that our world will be transformed into your image and we'll, we will see your name glorified. Amen. All right, open up your Bibles now to Mark 16, starting in verse 14. 
All right, starting in verse 14. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. And he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who is disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself sent out through them from east to west this sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. All right, let me just talk about the setting leading up to this passage. Right, time and time again, when Jesus was with his disciples, he told them, I'm going to die, and in three days I'm going to rise again. So in the beginning of Mark 16, Mary, Mary Magdalene and Salome, they go to the tomb, and Jesus is not there, and they're surprised. And the angel tells them, he's not here. He's risen just as, just as he told you he would. Right? But, but in Mark, it says that they were afraid. And so they didn't tell anyone. Then Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene himself, and she went and told the disciples. But the disciples didn't believe her. Then Jesus appeared to two of the other followers, and they went and told the disciples, but guess what? They didn't believe him, they didn't believe them either. Right? Let's look back, back at verse 14. It says, right after Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene and the two other disciples, and Jesus comes and talks to the disciples. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. Now, let's take a little bit closer of a look at these words, unbelief, and hardness of heart, right? So the Greek word for unbelief is apostia, and its meaning is the want of faith, unbelief shown in withholding belief in the divine power and the power and promises of God. Again, the want of faith, unbelief shown in withholding belief in the divine power or in the power and promises of God. Right? Jesus had told them, hey, in three days I'm going to rise again. In three days I'm performing a miracle. But they didn't believe what he said. They didn't believe what he said. You know, how many times in your life has Jesus spoken words to you and later down the line you didn't believe? Or maybe even words in here, right? There's lots of promises in here. But do we believe everything that is said in here? Now, let's, let's dig a little bit into this word hardness of heart. 
Hardness of heart comes from the word sclerocardia, which is a combination of scleros and cardia. The breakdown of scleros is hard, harsh, rough, uh, and stiff. Another breakdown of the word is violent, offensive, or intolerable. Now, just the basic meaning of, car of the word heart, cardia, you can do a whole bunch of study on heart, but the basic meaning is the center of physical and spiritual life. So simply put, as we're talking about the, the backdrop of Mark 4, right, it's your soil, right? It's that, that garden that God wants to put seeds in. So, so let me ask you this. Is your heart hard, harsh, rough, stiff, violent, offensive, or intolerable to the seeds that the Lord wants to plant in your heart? Are there times in your life, or maybe even now, where unbelief and hardness of heart exist, right? Is, is the soil of your heart hardened by unbelief, or is it full of hardness of heart? For unbelief, really, I think we all struggle with it on a day-to-day -day basis, right? I know, I know for me, just serving and living light, and just the, the mission field that we're on here locally, the enemy all the time is just unbelief, 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 unbelief. You know, we go, we, we'll go into a, a strip club, we'll give out these gifts to these dancers, we'll have these conversations, and then right after the night, Satan will be like, you're not doing anything. There's no fruit. You're, this, you're wasting your time, right? Where maybe when I'm writing my uh, letters to these women in jails and just discipling them in truth, Satan will say, what you're doing doesn't matter right? They're just going to come out of jail, and then you're going to go back. You know the cycle. You know the cycle. No, right? So what do I do in that moment? I say, oh, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Oh, God, stir up my heart for more faith. Oh, God, let my faith be based on obedience to you and not necessarily the fruit that I do or do not see, right? Now, hardness of heart for me, unless I am constantly cultivating the soil of my heart before the Lord, some, most of the time right here, right? <laughs> right? Or here, or, you know, just God, you know? Um, if I am not asking God to till the soil of my heart, it just gets hard. That's just nature, right? Fear comes in. Shame comes in. Pride, right? It's this constant cycle. Pride, fear, insecurity, pride, right? Like all this stuff, right? And so I just have to say, God, I am just a sinner. I am just a vessel used by you. If you, can, if you do not till the soil of my heart, it will be hard and I will be useless. Right? I will be useless if you do not till the soil of my heart. All right, let's, let's take a look at hardness of heart and unbelief in the context of Mark 4. So, when I think about, you know, the, the seed that fell beside the road, I think mainly about times in my life where my heart has just been so, so hard that the word that the Lord had to plant into my heart just came and bounced off. Now, some of you know my testimony. I won't get into details of that today, but there was a, a season in my life uh, mainly in college, my beginning stages of the Air Force, where I just really didn't serve God. 
Now, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to go out and party, go to clubs, go drinking, do, do all the stuff that the world has for me, right? And my, I can look back now and see very, very specific moments that the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, I want you to come back. Hey, I want to show you my love. Hey, I have redemption, right? And in that time, I just kept walking, right? And thank God for his grace and his mercy that <laughs> my heart is much softer now, right? But I still keep keep asking God, God, cultivate my heart. Now, for um, the rocky soil, I think about mainly with my belief, right? There are times that the Lord has planted seeds in my heart, and, and I've just, you know, it's sprouted out with just great joy, right? And I'm like, let's go, right? And then the, the persecution and the affliction comes, right? And, and there's been times that, that, that I was not I didn't have the depth, right? I didn't have the depth that God has for me. And so when, when the persecution and affliction came, it just scorched the seed. Now, for me, I feel like I'm just constantly picking out thorns. Every day, 24 hours a day, I'm like, you know, I went to the beach the other day and I, I stepped on some thorns and it got all stuck in me. And I was like, wow, what a great demonstration of just get that thorn out, right? the deceit of riches, the desires for other things, the worries of this world, right? Come on, we got to throw those thorns out. And, and, you know, just walking through the journey that I've been in in my life, both in times where I have just been in complete, utter sin, to times now where I'm just constantly, you know, battling sin and repenting before the Lord, that, that struggle really gives me that compassion, that mercy, that understanding to relate to others that are on their journey as well. And, you know, it goes back to belief, because if I sow seeds into someone else, if I give fruit to someone else, and I don't see the return fruit, that's okay, right? Because my belief is in Christ Jesus. And if he tells me to go into strip clubs, if he tells me to go into jails, if he tells me to share love with, with men and women in the military, right, I believe because God has placed me there that the fruit will come in the right season, right? He has the ability to, to change hearts, right? He changed Pharaoh's heart. He changes hearts. And so my role is to be in his kingdom, to do what he says, and believe he's going to do what he, says he, said, what he said he was going to do. Right? And, and so I want to live my life where I'm, I'm cultivating a garden in my heart that I just have all kinds of fruit, right? So, so maybe I have oranges over here, apples over here, or love and joy and mercy or generosity, justice, so that whenever I'm around someone and I'm, you know, in their environment, I, I could be like, hey, Monica, here's some mercy, Right? right? Hey, maybe I could give my husband some love. Hey, maybe when I go into the strip club, I got lots of joy, so here's some joy, right? I want to have different kinds of fruit so that I can keep doing the call that, that God has called me to do. So let's look back to Mark 16, verse 14. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. And he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him 
after he had risen. Now, let me ask you this question. Why do you think Jesus brought correction right in this moment? Was he, was he saying, wow, you awful disciples, I told you it was going to rise again, and you just didn't believe me. You're, you're useless. You're useless. Was he saying that? No, right? Right after that, the very next verse, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, right? So you're here this weekend, and you may have some, some soil that isn't, you don't need some more good soil, and, and, and then God's saying, and I want you to go out, right? So he's bringing correction. He's saying, repent for your unbelief. Repent for your hardness of heart because I am commissioning you to go out because I'm going up to heaven, right? I'm commissioning you to do the work that I started, us. There is an authority that God allows us to walk in when we are cultivating that good soil in our hearts, right? Because we want to be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. And we, when we are on this journey of growth, the Lord will do that, right? He will make us look more and more like him every day. So I want to share just two examples with you of some times our Living Light team have had really good soil in their hearts. So uh, I think it was back in, in January or February time frame, I can't remember exactly, but our cherished team went on outreach like we do once a month, and we went to one of the clubs that we normally don't get into. Now, so some of the clubs we get into on a normal basis, we have a relationship with the managers and bouncers, but then there's just some that just don't let us in. And, you know, that's okay. We're okay if we get rejected. We're going to keep coming back, right? And, um, and so, anyways, we're sitting in the van of this club, and we're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? What's our strategy, right? Are we going to try to get in? Are we going to wait for girls to come outside so we can meet them individually? What's our plan? And so we begin to pray, and um, one of the girls on our team re reminded us of one of the verses that we had focused on at the Living Light training um, just a few months before, and it's a verse in Matthew, and it says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, right? And so we're like, okay, well, all authority God's given us, so let's go. So, so me, Melissa Cartwright, um, and uh, Carly Gabbard, I'm not sure if she's here today, but we were on the rotation to go inside the club, and so we did, right? And so there was, by chance, some confusion at the very front of the club with the manager and bouncer, and we got in, right? We got in, right, God, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we got in, we dart in, right? We're so excited, we're in the club. <laughs> we hand out bags. <laughs> we probably look like crazy, but I love it. Um, so, so then, okay, then two minutes later, right, the manager just like, hey, you gotta leave. We're like, okay, cool, yeah, you know, cool, good to see you, right? So, so then um, five days later, we got an email from one of the dancers in that club. It was her very, very first night dancing in her entire life. Right? She had just moved here, right? And, and now we're meeting with her almost every week, right? I mean, praise the Lord, right? right? And so the belief from all these other times of not seeing the fruit, even though we know that God is working, 
right? Now that fruit, right, we rejoice with the fruit because now we say, amen, if he can do this, we believe for bigger, right? We're believing for bigger, right? Okay, now let me just share another example with our Building Bridges with Books team. So our Building Bridges with Books team is relatively new. We have a bunch of new faces, people that have just joined the ministry, have about that much understanding of just, you know, the, the stuff that we do. And, um, and so God just opened up the doors in the Western Tidewater Regional Jail in Suffolk for us to begin doing sessions there for our Building Bridges Book team. And, um, and so right around this time, God was like, actually, I'm going to take you and put you in Texas for some Air Force training. All right, so, so as a leader, I'm like, okay, God, this is great. Like, we're about to really expand and do these great things, and you are removing me, right? <laughs> and so I really just had to trust God, you know, because I, I, I did everything I could. I poured into my, to, to the team members. I prayed with them. I, I spoke life with them, and, I, and we talked. Okay, remember that verse that we talked about in Matthew, you know? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, all right? And so, so this team, I'm telling you, they had childlike faith. They were like, we're going, babe. We're going. We're preaching the gospel, right? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so, so they go, they go into the jail, right? And, you know, when I found out the news of what happened, I was just, I literally was in Texas, and I had to fall down on my knees because I was so in awe of the glory of God. They prayed with some of the women in the jail. They shared their testimonies, right? The God set his presence there. And I believe that a lot of that was based on our team's belief, right? They knew nothing different. They could have gone in there with fear or not knowing, you know, what we can do, what we can't do, but they, they said, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna go preach the gospel, okay, right? And it's gonna look like, you know, reading books, moms reading their books to kids, but it's preaching the gospel. And so God is just using that team. He's expanding the team. He's growing our faith. Um, and it's just, it's just encouraging for me as a leader just to see the growth of good soil um, that God is building in Living Light. And, um, and actually, you know what? If, if you're on Living Light, would you stand up right now? Cherish, Building Bridges Books, Jail Friends. All right. Cool. You can sit down. So, you know, I encourage you, if you get a chance, talk to one of these ladies and uh, is Paul Birch here? Paul Birch, can you stand up? If you were a guy, right? Paul, Paul Birch is spearheading our, our watchman on the walls, which is our men's element of living life that's going to be praying for our teams, and they've already been praying. And, and you know, it's just uh, phenomenal. You know, when men pray for, for women that are facing darkness, it's powerful. It's powerful. Um, and so I, I thank Paul for spearheading that. All right. So, so when we operate in a mindset where we are focused on repenting of unbelief and hardness of heart and cultivating the good soil in our heart, signs follow. And so I want you to look at Mark 16, in, starting in verse 17. It says, These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. 
They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. How many of you want to see people healed? Right? It's belief, right? Let's believe that God's going to heal and not base our belief on potential disappointment, right? Let, let us pray for healing and know that God's going to heal in the right time. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them, right? We are heirs of God, heirs of God. We're partnering with him and confirmed the word that the signs followed, right? So, so whether you see the signs or not, they will follow, Right? We'll cast down demons. We'll see people healed. We'll see people come to know Jesus. Whether you see it or not, base your belief on our sovereign God, the sovereign God who made, who made the universe, right? He controls your heartbeat. He controls leaders in other nations. He is the sovereign God, and he confirms the word. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself sent out through them from east to west this sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. So just in summary of Mark 16, right? So we've seen Jesus, he died, he rose again, he appeared, right? They saw him, right? They didn't believe, okay, right? We all have things to work on. We all have unbelief in our hearts. Then, you know, as they're reclining at the table, <laughs> sitting at the table just like family style, he says, hey, repent. Repent of your unbelief. Repent of your hardness of heart. Don't let Satan keep eating the seeds of truth that I have for you. Break up and remove the rocks in your soil. Take out those thorns. Because I have a work for you. He is calling his church to do the work that he started. And he works with us and through us. Right? With us and through us. And so, this week I want you to be thinking, what is your circle of influence? Right? Is it, is it your neighbor? Is it your, your coworker? Your spouse? Your your children, right? Maybe God's stirring your heart for more. Maybe, maybe you want to serve in living light and go into jails and strip clubs. Maybe you want to join us in prayer. Maybe there's other organizations that God is calling you to get involved in or in your church. But he, he's calling us to go out into all the world, all of us. And he's calling us all to a deeper sense of prayer, right? To base our belief not on the news, <laughs> not, not on the fear and just doubt and all that stuff that comes in our world, but to base our belief on him because he can change leaders. He can shake a nation. He can bring, he can end human trafficking, right? All right, let's just close in prayer. God, I thank you, Lord, just for the words that you speak to us individually and that you are speaking to us as the church. God, I pray for greater unity, greater unity with you first, God, greater unity 
with each other second, Lord. God, that, that when we cultivate the soil of our hearts and we link arms with one another, Lord, when we shine so bright, when we shine as torches, we burn the sin, we burn the chains, we, we cast the enemy down, we will heal the sick through your name. We will bring the authority of Christ into Hampton Roads. We will bring the authority of Christ to our nation. We will bring the authority of Christ to our world. And so, God, we thank you that you are sovereign. We thank you that you rule and reign. We thank you that you are Yahweh. You are Jehovah. You are our sower. You are our provider. You are our healer. God, I pray that you would keep speaking today and that we would be open to you and that we would be willing to do the hard work that you've called us to and that we would have faith that makes the enemy fall to the ground, shudder when we enter. And I pray, even from this weekend, that you would set dancers free, you would set women in jail free, you would set men and women in, in Haiti free, and that you would set people in the church free to walk in their calling and purposes that God has. Amen. All right, thanks guys.